hello 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 thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of the podcast my name is Obakam tom george in case you're first time listener thank you for listening so a couple of announcements we are going to be changing the name of this podcast from blue ribbon podcast to something different right before the end of the first quarter keep your ears peeled for that information and so that you'll be the first to know please do well to hit the subscribe button um through whatever platform you're listening on so you'd know when the announcement drops right so like i said i'm really excited about today's conversation we have an amazing personality celebrity lawyer mrs nemesi dk she is the chief executive officer of the legal concierge and the convener of the young Greeks conference she was recently named one of the top 50 individuals leading in legal innovations in africa she's an attorney and counsel at law in nigeria and in new york a member of the Chartered Institute of Arbitrators. She's also a Chartered Company Secretary and Connoisseur of, co- of Corporate Governance, a boardroom muggle, a commercial law, labor, and human resources expert. She served as the head of legal services and technical contracting for the joint venture of NNPC and Bellama Oil Producing Limited. Now, this is where it gets interesting because aside the academic and her professional accomplishments, she has a super duper passion for community development. She channels her passion for sustainable societal development through the education of young lawyers via a project called Young Weeks Conference, which analyzes the confluence of law, business, and technology. I'm really... Um, so yeah, when I had this conversation with uh, Mrs. Sinema said it was mind blowing. I was I kept on like nodding, like my head was gonna fall off because she shared so many gems. You have to listen till the end for you to get a sense of what I'm talking about. All right, let's jump into it. I'll talk to you soon. Hi, Mrs. Inamesi. Thank you so much for joining in. I'm really grateful. Thank you for, you know, honoring the invitation to that's, be here today. That's awesome. Um, it's it's my privilege to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I just read your bio to our audience and I'm sure that they are equally as excited as I am to listen mm-hmm. to what we have to talk about today. So yeah, I really appreciate the work that you do on the scene. You always step out your estimates every single time, paying it forward, yeah. especially with your passion project. You mentioned the Young Weeks, Weeks, Young Weeks Conference friends in your bio and even project yeah. which you did not mention but yeah. I, knew, I knew about from like way back how did this journey start for you how did you become this north star that we've come to know the beginning isn't very glamorous it's actually a story uh, mixed with a lot of pain tears grit um and some i don't know where but there's this sense of persistence mm. there's this willingness no matter what i go through to always you know get back up again so let me just give a little bit of um, just nuggets of what my history is like um i grew up in a house i had i had three siblings um my parents were very strict um, my dad and my mom they were lecturers teachers you know but we were middling average you know you're one step away from poverty just <laughs> one sickness just just all you need to do is just go to the hospital once one child goes to the hospital and you guys have gone all the way down below the poverty line so but one thing my father kept you know insisting that we did was to focus on education he kept saying that people can take anything away from you but nobody can take away your gray matter what's in between your ears you should always be able to think for yourself and once you can think for yourself you'll get yourself out of any problems and into any space that you decide so irrespective of our environment because we lived up we grew up in a kind of like a ghetto environment but um you know how you're like a one-eyed king in the business of blind people so yes you're not 
the ghetto ghetto but you're mm. living in that ghetto but you're more educated you're you know more exposed but still you every day have to come back there so that's how that's how I grew up and I think that that environment and every time that thing everything that my parents kept talking to me about and me seeing them struggle it made me think about you know my grey matter the fact that I could think for myself and I and I really appreciated the fact that I had parents who would always push me to be better than my environment you know and I found out that a lot of growing up around me they wanted to be better but they just didn't know how they didn't have that encouragement from childhood they didn't have that exposure you, you know you could be in the midst of plenty but you know you wouldn't notice the blessings there's some sort of shade that was veiled that was across their their thoughts and I said to myself as long as I can think for myself I'm going to get out of this quagmire and when I get out of the quagmire I'm also going to get other people out with me so I think that's where the passion was born I just wanted to help everybody so I think Project Street that you mentioned just started um, I got into the University of Lagos in the year 2000 and I remember at the time, my mom didn't have enough money for me to, um, you know, pay my school fees and stay on campus. And then, you know, you had to know somebody and I know somebody that would give you an opportunity to stay on campus. So I couldn't stay on campus, right? So I wanted to stay on campus and I couldn't. So I, my mom gave me some money. I think then new notes had just come out. I'm not sure if it's 100 naira or 200 naira. There was a denomination that had just come out at the time. So my mom gave me all she had. That she, this was what I was going to use for the entire semester. And that I should just manage this as go to school from the house, you know. And so I was like, you know what, this can't work. I can't be trekking to school like every morning. This will not make sense. So I remember getting to Yabai. For those of us that are listening that I know Lagos pretty well. Um, I was working, my house was in Suli at the time. So I was working to Yaba um to get into the Bunilag bus. And I saw this person under this um bridge. He was dead. In fact, I even looked like he was dead. He was dirty, sleeping under the bridge. So I just went beside him and, you know, shook him a bit. Found out that he was still alive. Mm. And then I, I put my hand in my pocket and I gave one of those shiny notes that my mom had given to me. And I gave it to him. And I continued my trek to school. And then it just occurred to me, like, no matter how bad your life is, there are always people who are worse than you. There are always people yeah. who have it less. So why don't you be a blessing where, in whatever position you're in? I mean, you don't have to wait to have all the money, have everything working out for you. You can be a blessing to somebody else. And your blessing can be like a ripple. You touch one person, that person touches another. Definitely. So that's how that little thing started from under the Yaba Bridge. I started, I gave out all that money, all that money that my mom gave me. I gave everything out. I did, I would trek to school and then I would give them the money and I'll go to school and somehow there'll be somebody to buy food for me while in mm. school. I'll trek back, you know, I was just ho- having hope that, you know, something somehow will work. Next thing, the school brought out a second list and my name was out on the list for people to be on campus. So my problem was solved, mm. you know, and then I got like three scholarships out of school. I think I was wow. on a mobile scholarship federal scholarship and then the state bursary so all of a sudden i didn't need that one so i mean things just god just turned things around uh when i look back in my life right now i realize that that act of generosity that willingness to share out of my not having kind of opened up so many doors Mm. um so so many doors and project street has started from 2000 till today this is 21 years after Mm. and it's gone from state to state we've gone from lagos to port harcourt now we've reached out to people that we don't know we've paid law school fees for people that you know we don't know i mean it's been crazy just seeing how grateful people are just because you realize they don't they realize that you're seeing them overcome it's amazing because one thing that poverty does is it makes people invincible 
to others you're in your car you're driving around you're in your AC car going to work coming back the person who is on the street all day begging the person feels invincible so when you stop and you see them and you speak to them and you connect with them it's it like refreshes their soul so so I think that that has driven me. I, I never really want to go back to that place. I, I don't want to be in that place of poverty. And mm-hmm. I see them and I want to give people hope. I want to say, look, God sees you. You're not invincible. Yes, it may be hard right now, but there is a way that you can get out of this. And if God can help me, I mean, I didn't have a, a, a rich parents. I didn't have, you know, much of the other indices that would people would say would define their success. I didn't mm-hmm. have all of that. So if God can help me um, to everything I am today, God can help you too. And so I think that's my singular life's purpose, to be able to spread light to, mm-hmm. to nations, make people look up from the darkness, look up and see the light, and then come into the kingdom of God and realize that, you know what, God doesn't just love the world generally. He loves me specifically, like yeah. I with your name on it yes yes with your name on it exactly so i mean that's how we started i mean i'm really happy you gave this context because um a lot of times we feel like it's just people who are privileged that can give you were trekking to school you had like these notes in your pocket and you just gave it out even when you were not in a place of so much abundance you know so i'm really happy that you gave that context because people watching from afar just look at you and feel like oh she's flying on private jets she's doing this she's hosted events at you know yeah top tier or five star star hotels and she's always had it like smooth right i'm i specifically mentioned project street because um i used to see it on facebook at the time but it didn't yeah. it didn't strike me until i realized that one of my classmates was actually a beneficiary i will not mention wow her yes like i <laughs> i know i never ever told you but like i was shocked oh, oh my god now i'm the one tearing up now you know i, I oh my goodness it's so nice to and i'm just it. like wow and it, it just oh. hits me that man i didn't see us anything i thought it was just like you're all just on the streets doing oh. your things but this was, I mean, this was so close to home. I mean, we used to talk and I never knew that she was coming from this place where, oh, she was being sponsored yeah. to school, right? So, um, yeah, I'm very happy that you oh. gave that context, right? So can no, you just... Okay, hold on, just give, give me a second. You know what, I used to say to God, like, I don't see the effect, the impact. I really don't see, like, I just do it and walk away. But if there's one person somewhere that has leveled up just because of what I've been mm. able to do. Oh, Obakan, this is awesome. Like, I, I, this is just awesome. Thank you. Thank you for telling me. No, I'm, I'm actually going to start <laughs> crying now. And I'm Thank serious. you for telling me. Thank oh, my God. Me. Okay, I'm so serious. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, you're amazing. I'm, I'm just so glad that I raised yeah. this um, issue of yeah. Project Treats because you just never know. So, um, yeah, now that we know your background, let's talk about your journey to okay. your bar. How did that happen? Oh, wow. <sighs> okay, there's one thing I think I need to just put it out there. I'm very determined to a fault. Some people call it stubbornness, but I think that stubbornness channeled um, into positivity is determination. I'm laser-focused about um, ideas. So just don't let me catch an idea. Once I get an idea and I focus on it and then somebody has the misfortune mm. of telling me, no, it can't happen. <laughs> get, get. Get, get. You're going to kick the damn door down. You know, right? you know when you, you remember watching Lion King and Simba said, 
ha 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 i laugh in the face of danger that's me like the moment you say mm. to me no it can't work or like really okay i was just thinking with the idea before but now you think it can't work let's do this so um i think yes. that i've had that um right from childhood because in addition to my to my personality because of certain things that i had gone through in life i've gone through a lot of trauma mm. i've gone through abuse mm-hmm. uh, so i was able to find god i was able to see god looking for me and i knew somehow he won't go through all of this if i didn't mean anything so Mm. the the first time i got the idea for the new york bar it just came like as an aside what i used to do in university is um as a hobby i would look at people's biographies so then i don't think there was linkedin but i'll just go on you on google and then maybe in the news i hear somebody's name oh he's the minister of something 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 i go on google and see what what did he where, where did he go to school what did he study you know i was looking for people that are like me people that didn't necessarily have to go to school abroad and they had came from rich parents no this person went to school in uniben he went to he did his law school he came out maybe with a tutu or came out with a third class he was really regular yeah he succeeded mm-hmm. so i would go i will say okay so for example if they interview the person he talks about books that he likes to read i'll take notes he didn't necessarily have to be on my own trajectory mm-hmm. or my own industry i just studied success because i believe that success leaves clues exactly. so part of my study i discovered i ran into a course that they were doing um on an llm which was energy and i was like oh this is very interesting i want to do more about it so after school i went to university of dundee now i was in the library and that was my first time was that my first time abroad? No, that was like my third time abroad. But that was my first time in a school environment abroad. It's different when you just travel abroad for holiday shopping, and then you're not going to the school environment. So I was in the library, and I was in awe of my school. Didn't have a the library that you know the library system was really a cake. This one was very organized, and you know it was and there was a whole lot of technology. So I was in awe, and I would love to just go sit in the library. While I was in the library in Nigerian walks into the library and he he just looked up while we were reading and he said to me hmm do you know this little person i like no i don't know the person I'm like yeah, okay he was just looking at first but I'm like what's about the person he said oh that person is in a specific designation and he thinks that that person reminds him of me so guess what i reversed my old habit i put the person's name in google <laughs> i research and i find out mm-hmm. that that person did is qualified to practice in nigeria qualified to practice in new york and also did an internship in United Nations. So I'm like, okay, these things that this person did, I can do it too. So I go research yes. on how to qualify to practice in New York. And I found out that it was actually very straightforward. Like I really didn't need to um, be a student in America or to go to certain law schools in America. I could stay in Nigeria, read for the exams in Nigeria, and then right, go travel just to take the exam. And that's exactly what I did. So the, I, I caught on to the idea. I researched. I asked a lot of questions. I did proper due diligence. I didn't just jump off the cliff. I did my due diligence. I took the exam. I guess when I took the exam, I failed. Like I failed. I did not pass the first time. Because at this time, you must know that, first of all, I've never really been one of those first-class students. I really always admire them, mm-hmm. but I've never really been a first-class student. So, like, I'll read and read and read, and I'll be like, okay, yeah, yeah, people know you're smart, but somehow, is it my handwriting or what? So, in addition to that, I was married. I already had, I, I think, the, my first child or so. So, mm-hmm. I was having to manage that, and I was in school. I was having to manage all of that. So, I took the first exam. I feel like you have to write this exam in three stages, right? They have the first one, second, and the third. Three different times of the year. 
So I take the first one and I failed and I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. Then I thought to myself, somebody now said to me, oh yeah, how could you think that you could do that? Now you have a new baby and you're a woman and you're going to be traveling from Nigeria. Like, eh, eh, eh. You just said what? That I'm what? A woman. It's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to do it. So I will come back. I'll go to work in the morning. I'll work from eight to four. I'll stay back in the office till like seven. I'll read on the road back i was reading i kept reading and i wrote the exam again and i failed so i failed that exam twice or three times so it was more than enough for me to say you know what i'm not doing this in fact even my mom everybody thought that i was crazy like you know why would you still do it again what's going to happen if you fail if you leave it nobody's going to know like i would know i'll have to live with myself that i tried to do this and it didn't work no why that nobody's better than me i am always keep saying i'm as intelligent as anybody all i have to do is to put in the work and so that's how i did this and i i bought my books online they delivered it to me in Port Harcourt. I paid for um, Themis and Barbary online. I watched the, the videos online and I kept practicing and I kept rehearsing and I kept practicing. And I started looking for groups of people who were, I went on um, the internet, found, looking for people who were like me that were writing the exam. And I found a few, they had studied abroad. They, they did the law schools abroad, but they had also failed. So when I found out that, okay, Going to school abroad is not necessarily the reason why I fail. So these other people had also failed like twice or three times. And then we got together in the clique and we pushed each other. And then I passed. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I so wow. passed. In fact, it was so great that the lady that swore me in, she was a justice of the Supreme Court, the state of New York. And she said to me, it is my distinct pleasure and privilege to welcome you to the state of mm-hmm. New York. You have come the farthest. Mm-hmm. You're the only person that I have met that has come all the way from Nigeria, not to study in the in, in, in United States, but to actually be a part, a member of the bar. Wow. So I was the person that has come, the, I have flown the farthest mm. miles. My mother's gilly. <laughs> My mother's gilly was from North, South, East, and West. <laughs> so it was... <laughs> <laughs> My mom was so, so proud of me. Oh. And I, I, I think that one of the major reasons why I celebrate that honor is because I could turn to my kids and say to them, you can be anything you want to be. Don't let anybody tell you, you know, I'm living proof. I could see the light come on in their eyes and say, you know what, my mom can do this. I can do it too. And I, for me, that's worth it. I'm so inspired already. You know, I'm just so inspired. So let's talk about, you know, taking up space. Yeah. I mean, now you've yeah. been you've been practicing in New York. You've been practicing in Nigeria. You were recently named one of the top fifty individuals leading legal legal innovations in Africa. I mean, I went through the list and I saw yeah. a couple of people that I'm like, wow, this list is awesome. I remember this. I think Kataga- Kataganza. I, I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> also Kat- Nakunda Kataganza. Yes, you introduced yes. me to her. Yes. I think it was in 2019. Yes, I mean it was it was so amazing. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you know, there's yeah. this thing about people always laughing at jokes, but they don't know they can make the jokes too, right? About yeah. being the saucer or the coaster, but not being the teacup. They, just really, they really don't want to mm-hmm. take up space. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just want you to speak to that. Like, how do you take up space? Oh, wow. Um, taking up space is a very interesting topic uh, because I think it's something everyone, 
all of us do on a daily basis it has to do with our choices and not necessarily with the big choices like we think about like our little choices like where do you park your car for example how do you drive on the road are you driving in an apologetic mm. manner like i'm so sorry that i exist mm. and i'm just trying to make sure that you know i get to work or how do you if you see something that's wrong totally wrong happening around you are you behaving like an ostrich because you don't want trouble you don't that's none of your business you know that kind of thing because for me it, it really hurts me when people say when people turn a blind eye to things that are wrong so for me taking up space is only your mm. truth who are you why are you um, and what are you so you have to define who you are for me i mean i'm a Siddiqui. i'm a proud beautiful princess from a bomb i am a happy mother i love god and i know that god loves me then why am i why do i exist at this particular point in time why has god chosen me to be the neighbor to that domestic couple that are always at loggerheads there must be a reason it cannot there's no coincidence in life god is an intelligent strategist right and i keep talking about god i keep talking about god because honestly i don't see it as independent of me i see it as like a personality that i have to work with every day so there's a reason for my being there's a reason for me to be here now in this particular time and space so it cannot be a waste so if i'm driving on the road or i'm living beside um, a cop where or something is going wrong in my nation i have a voice i have to speak up i have to take up space i have to contribute mm. to it there's something the the attitude of being quiet or turning away or shying away is cowardice let's call it what it is let's just mm. be honest with ourselves and say look you're feeling like you know it's not your business the truth is it is your business, but you're a coward. You don't want to take up the consequences, the possible consequences of what can happen. And I'm not preaching that we need to jump on every bandwagon or do everything. But no, you need to own yourself. And owning yourself mean, means defining who you are. What are you about? So, for example, let's take it down to our country, Nigeria. I'm a very proud Nigerian. I, I love the earth that nigeria is made of i love our geographical space i don't care about our history or how we came together or we're named by you know the one of the governor's girlfriend it doesn't make <laughs> a difference to me so i have learned to love this very country i love our idiosyncrasies i love everything that's about us i love our own version of pidgin english everything and so it doesn't i don't deny the fact that nigeria has a lot of problems we are doing a lot of things wrong but i would fight and quarrel and be upset with anybody who tells me oh well there's not nigeria nigeria no go get no go better uh, this is what because i'm taking up space because i i know who i am i was born in this planet and in this space for this time and this reason my green passport is not a mistake do i want to have other passports maybe yes but would i say that there's no future for us no so i'm i'm very proud to take up space as a Nigerian, whether Nigeria is doing well or not, because I believe, Abraham, that it takes two, three people who are saying the same right thing to make mm. a difference. So for me, I believe that we need to take up more space, either in our personality, um, uh, our citizenship, our gender. You should learn to stop apologizing for existing. Mm. Um, there's something I noticed in the workplace um, I don't know if that's part of your taking us to a concept, but that is my reality. So in the workspace, you find out that 
um, women are mostly interrupted. In fact, when I started researching and I found out that it was really true, and not just in Africa, all over, all the, over world. the world. You're having a corporate meeting, and most times the woman that is speaking is interrupted, irrespective of her designation. I had to learn how to take up space without being rude, because once you become rude, no, you, you, nobody's listening to you anymore. You can't afford to have this hello, hi, behavior because automatically you are attracting bullies to yourself. Mm -hmm. But neither can you be very aggressive. And be, you have to learn to tread the waters and learn, learn how to do it the right way. So you're not too um, soft and you're not too bitter. You have to just write that. My grandfather used to say that, that you don't be too bitter for people to spit you out and don't be too sweet for people to mm -hmm. swallow you. Just be right mm -hmm. in the middle, right? So as a corporate uh, person in the corporate world, I've learned to take up space by owning my space. If I'm speaking and I'm interrupted, I'll let the other person finish speaking. I'm like, thank you very much for your point, but I wish you would have listened to me. I was going to make exactly the same point. Now, I would really like to continue what mm. I was saying without further interruptions. Mm. Do you have anything else to say? And I'll continue what I was saying. And then, but there's something that I said the other day when I was talking to some mentees and I was saying to them, you have to be the smartest person in the room. Mm. You cannot be given an opportunity, a privilege to, you know, be speaking and you're talking about not being interrupted. Yet what you're about to say or what you were being interrupted on is something that is average and mediocre. It doesn't make sense. You need to do your research, do your work, come to the table, always come to the table prepared as much as possible. Wow. So much taken. I've been nodding so much that my head is about to fall off. <laughs> I mean, this is a lot of information. And I particularly love what you said about the bitter sweet part, sweet part. Because we see a lot of people, a lot of women, right? They do these things. We love what they are doing, but then it comes off as offensive. Right. And they don't know that they're, what mm. you're doing is offensive. So I'm happy that you, you're able to strike this balance. So when, women that are listening to this yeah. right now, know this and know peace. Right. Yes. Don't be too bitter that they're going to just spew you out of their mouths and don't be too sweet that mm. you're going to just gulp down every, every, everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I think my next question is how you stand out. Okay. I met you at the Hexavian Business Club, um, one of the hangouts, and you always just do yes. <laughs> Um, before we even started to rapport, yeah, you just always stood. I used to see you like on the table with them big boys. I'm like, oh, who's that lady? Like, very fine, so calm, cool, collected. I remember we were at Genesis Kaiba one time, and you hosted the um the event for that evening. And you're talking about how you love fashion and how, and you just always strike me as someone that is. When you see her, you notice something about her, right? How do you how do you stand out? Okay, so let me let you know one of my um things that not a lot of people know about me i'm an introvert what really i'm telling you yes <laughs> i am an introvert because so let me just i always say that always i agree to take a session and to talk about my truth i told i'm always going to talk about my truth i'm not going to try to sugarcoat it or pretend that i'm something that i'm not so let me just put it out there i'm an introvert before this conversation when you said to me you wanted me to come on your podcast I had to, you know, psych myself and walk myself up into it. I gave myself some specifics that look in them. Um, this is the image. This is what you need to um, be like. Let people see this side of you. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if you meet me on a regular day, I'm wearing big T-shirts, boxes, not wanting to, no makeup on my face. My hair is in dreads. Give me a good book, an AC, and no disturbance. And that's my own version of heaven. Like, don't even, I, I'm, not, I'm not really a people person mm. per se. 
However, but when I was growing up, I realized that this was my personality and I owned it. I also realized that the people who seem to have some measure of success in life, like I said to you, I would Google up people's biographies. They seemed like extroverts. So I knew that I had a kink that I had to clean up. What would I do? The part of me that you met is learned extrovertism. I'm a seasonal extrovert. So my natural default would be go to a room and stay in my room for like one week and I'll be perfectly happy. Like when COVID happened, apart from the illness and the sickness and death, I was I was in heaven, man. I didn't feel the need for me to go out and interact with people. But I had studied others who were successful and I decided that if I wanted to be a success, I needed to stand out. So what did I do? I know to realize that they composed themselves and how they carried themselves, how they walked into a room was important. I psychoanalyzed their behavior. So I would do things that are weird, like um, people watching. I'll go to an airport when I'm about to travel. I'll go in early and I'll sit at the lounge and I'll just watch people go by. Just watching people's mannerisms. You know, you're my head up. right now. Like, I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. That's, that's how I stand out. It's intentional. So when, like, when I travel, I go to Oxford Circle. Because people say, oh, you're going to shopping. Mm-hmm. I just go and sit down while I won't part in front of the store. You know, like, if you're in Oxford Circle and you sit on the street, nobody has your time. So you can't do anything you want to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting on the street and I'm watching people. Different people from all colors, all races. And I'm wa- really watching them at different times of the day. And I'm thinking wow. to myself, why is this like this? Why is this like this? So that people watching help me to absorb some energy that I can now channel when I want to. So sometimes I can be very tired, very exhausted. And then I see an opportunity and I can switch so I've learned to go from ah oh god I'm really exhausted so hi how are you my name is Ina. So, how are you doing blah blah blah, blah. I'm this or this I really know about this this I would like to meet you blah 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 so that's it so I'm intentional when I get into any space I think about what I want people to remember most about me now mm. people remember a lot of things but what do I want people to remember most about me some days I choose to be the person that remembers people's names it doesn't happen all the time because mm. it's not like one of my strong points. But I can walk into a place and say, I'm going in here, I'm going to remember people's names. So you say, hi, my name is Deyo, and I'll repeat your name back to you. And I'll ask you for something unique. Okay, in my head, Deyo Bowtie. The other person, this person, is, he's wearing knickers, slippers, he's Adi. You know, so I'm, because that's what I have pre-decided to do. Mm. Other days, I want to work in and I want to be the person in bright colors clothes i want people to remember me as the happy girl lucky friend because that is what i want to be remembered for so let me give you an example um i went to south korea in 2019 for the international bar association annual um, conference and we had thousands of lawyers from all over the world. I would like to say minimum of 100,000 or 150,000 lawyers from all over the world. And name the country we had lawyers from. And you know, lawyers' clothes are always very dark and somber and black, blue, white. Mm-hmm. Guess what I packed in my bag? I had a pink suit. I had a yellow suit. I had a blue suit. I didn't have anything that was black, white, or blue. And then on the first day... This was calculation. I had pre-thought it, right? On the first day, I walked around. I entered rooms. I knew I had no business entry Mm -hmm. because that was not my passion. But the goal is I want people to remember. Mm -hmm. That was what I wanted the first day. So I had my business card with me. I walked into rooms. I had conversations with people. I was everywhere during lunchtime. You know, MCN, everywhere you go, I was Mm -hmm. everywhere, right? The next day, 
is when I wanted to now cement relationship that I had met the day before. So now the first day, maybe I was wearing yellow. The next day I was in pink or bright blue. And then I'll go up to somebody that we had met or I would like to meet. Like, hi, how are you? Good afternoon, sir. My name is Inamsi from Nigeria. This is what I do, blah, blah, blah. They are so person, right? And I was the person in pink outfit yesterday. I don't know if you, you and I met. You're like, oh, yes, I didn't meet you, but I mm. saw you. That kept That's happening. <laughs> it kept happening consistently. So when people take my card, I was like, oh, just take here's my pen. You can just write it. The girl in the pink suit or the girl in the yellow suit, it will stick. Mm. It will stick better than, oh, the lawyer that was talking to me about uh, technology. Wow. It will stick. So these are some things that I have learned over the years. And I'm really sharing. Wow, this is amazing. My next question is, what does legacy mean to you? I see the way you carry on your passion project, Young Geeks Conference, the annual conference that you hold for lawyers. Yeah, and they say that revolution sometimes could start small. I know how it started in Port Harcourt. I was in school at the time, right? And I was sharing mm-hmm. flyers. So how has mm-hmm. this, how has the process been like? How has, how has it changed your life? Okay, so um, the question is actually one that's very dear to my heart. So I'm going to just okay. try not to talk too much. Uh, so first of all, the word legacy means legacy was our theme for the year 2020. And when I was thinking about the theme, I was thinking about how how I want to be remembered, how I want to remember others and the kind of future I want my country to have. So how I want to be remembered, I also remembered as a passionate person who was very willing to share everything she had to give to other people to be better so that they could also grow my motto has always been if there's one charge and bill lawyer then all of us mm. are charge and bill lawyers as long as one person isn't good enough then all of us none of us is good enough so i want to be remembered as being passionate about any, anything and everything that i have decided to focus on and somebody who was willing to share and lend a, leap, a helping hand to others i would always want to give that's why the young Wiz conference for so many years has been free as long as you're interested in growing yourself the opportunities the, the information will always be there now for the young weeks conference i we, i started this out in the year 2016 it came like just it was just born out of this problem i think in river state at the time the courts were shut mm-hmm. down um, because there was some problem about somebody being um, the chief judge at the time so then there was some political issue so lawyers started coming to me and they were looking for all sorts of jobs. And I, I was really heartbroken. I mean, you went to school for five years. You had to do another law school. And then you now come out and you don't even have a regular job. You're looking for a job as anything else. It just didn't make sense how one political decision could maim somebody else's career path. And so that's how the Young Ways Conference started. I think we had like 13 people in the room initially. I used my money. In fact, I've been using my money from then till now. We just put seniors and juniors in the same room. And I said, you know what? You guys dig it out. The juniors are complaining that all you give is them to go and take a date and adjourn date. And then the seniors say, you don't know the work. So let's figure this out. How can we bridge this gap? That's how the Young Ways Conference started. It was my passion to ensure that other lawyers that got out of law school were not like me, that got out of law school. And I didn't even know my left and my right because I had no mentor. I had no lawyer that had been, um, was in my family that was particularly interested in me. I had knocked on various doors. My father had tried to help me, but I mean, he didn't know anybody. So the, the things that, that caused me to stumble, I didn't want others behind me to stumble too. So that's why the focus of the Young Wiz Conference has been what law school doesn't teach you. And now, so we are, we've expanded into, into law, business, and technology. Now it's been massive. At the last conference we had in the year, last year, we had almost 10,000 people mm. registered. I mean, it's been crazy. Different lawyers from different places in different fields are all willing to to learn. And, you know, this gives me hope that, you know, tomorrow there's going to be 
a time that Nigeria, if we can do this with law, we can do this with any other industry. So I believe that there will come a time that Nigeria itself will be the, the country to go to. That I have a dream that our green passport one day will be the most sought out pa passport in the entire world. It doesn't always have to be us going out. It can be them coming in. We need a combination of passion, determination. So help us God with the right government um, leaders in place who are not afraid of taking the right decisions. I believe that Nigeria is, the, is going to be the country to go to in the next decade. I'm going to do my part. I've been playing my part and I can, I'm going to keep doing my part. So there's a quotation that I, I live by, by Charles B., Chasby used to say before he died, he used to say, if each one can teach one, then each one can reach one, then what a much more beautiful world, the world place the world would be. So if we can reach one person and then we can teach one person, and that person does the same and we just keep paying it forward. Yeah. I think each person needs to just learn to take up their own space and then pay it forward then slowly it, the ripple effect will be such that will leave such a great legacy. And that's what I firmly believe. And that's what I've lived by. Exactly. The revolution always starts small. Wow. This has been such an awesome conversation. If you were to do anything different, what would it be? I would, if I could talk to my younger self, I will tell my younger self to be patient with yourself. Relax. Everything will turn out okay. That's what I would do. I would, I would send back a word of comfort because I think my younger self was very anxious about, you know, being able to persevere and determine. Some of these scars are not necessary. You can actually succeed without having some of the scars because yeah. that comes to you out of impatience. So I would, yeah. I would preach to my younger self to be patient. Do what you have to do. Don't be lazy. Don't be a couch potato. Do what you have to do. Well, be patient. Enjoy being yeah. in the present. Enjoy the present. This is amazing. We're just going to end with a quick rapid fire um, where you're okay. going to answer a couple of questions um, at speed of light. So okay. let's go. Lagos or New York? Lagos. LinkedIn or Clubhouse? LinkedIn. Permission or forgiveness? Forgiveness. Okay. Influence or power? Power. Time or Forbes? Forbes. Okay. <laughs> This was nice. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. And oh, God, did I just say Lagos or New York? And I chose Lagos. Ah, <laughs> my village people. Ah, yeah. <laughs> can I change my mind? I'll you can't. And I'm going to put this in the blue part. <laughs> it's New York, New York. It's okay. I was only joking. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, yeah, me. You can survive in Lagos. You can survive anywhere. anywhere. Like I've been to Times Square in New York and I stood there and I said to myself, in a one day, your name will be up in lights. Mm. One day, my name will be up in lights. So if you can do that in Lagos, you can do that in New York. You go from Lagos to New York to Paris to Shanghai to anywhere, Singapore. I mean, why do we stop at New York? Let's go all over the world, baby. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> the world is our oyster. This has been so amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate you. Just before you go, can you tell us, do you have anything you're working on that you want um, us to support you with, people listening to support or to check out? Um, if you do, please mention. And after that, you can mention your social media handles so our listeners can follow you. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, we have a few things in the works which I'm very excited about. Um, so from the conference, we've decided to take this conversation to TV. So we are oh. starting a new TV show. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
<laughs> we are still oh thinking God. about the name yeah we haven't decided so maybe your followers can also you know chip in the, their own ideas the concept of the tv show is what law school doesn't teach you or rather what school doesn't teach you now we've expanded mm. it from law school now straight into the corporate world so little nuggets and nuances like what we just talked about how to manage yourself when you're interrupted not just from a gender perspective but generally Right, yes. so we've taken yes. it into um, to TV. Uh, so we're having a talk show. It's not really a talk show, like a fun thing. You know how I am now. Like, so we are doing it. Going to be fun. It's going to be funky. But we're going to be talking about serious stuff. So yeah, that's what we are doing. Is in the works. It should be out um, at the end of February or beginning of March. Yes. But in the meantime, uh, we still have um, we have a mentoring. Um, program that we had started but now we've opened it up to different people from different industries whether you're a lawyer or you're a student whatever it is you are in you will just come on our platform and they will talk to you so for example the one we are scheduled for february we're talking about money personal um, personal okay. finances okay. how to manage your money so i'm not just talking alone i'm bringing money africa is coming on board to talk yes. to you and you have access to money africa we have access to um, an investment firm who has like different branches in like four different countries i think in nigeria south africa mauritius and in new york and in london that's five actually mm -hmm. so he's coming on board to talk to people and you know like show they're not just talk but you know actually show steps so yeah so that's what we are doing for now so um the young Wiz conference will still be annually this year um, we'll still be virtual and a hybrid where we can come together and really talk about our problems and talk meet people who have solved their own problems and how you can you know, connects with them and all that. But I'd like you to please follow me on social media at The Legal Concierge on Instagram and on Facebook. And then you can send me a DM. links in the show notes. So y'all can check yeah. the show notes um, for the yeah. handles. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I know my website, you can check me out on my website. You want to know about, about what we do because we have an academy that teaches you about what law school doesn't teach you. We have, you know, different things what we're, we're talking about on there. So you can check us out at www.thelegalconcierge.org and then you see a contact us link there. You can send me an email at info at thelegalconcierge.org. Can't wait to hear from you. I, I particularly love your newsletter. So I think you all can also subscribe. People who are not lawyers can subscribe to the newsletter. Yes, yes, yes. I've got loads of people who are not lawyers that subscribe to our newsletters and their responses are very cool and very funny. Yes, yeah, so please, I always, I always write from my, couch, from my couch. Yes, I always open them. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all um so yeah please connect with um connect with this amazing superstar we have here the celebrity lawyer y'all connect um show some love um listen to this episode share 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 and you know just keep doing you taking up space and you know paying it forward thank you so much for coming on the show hi i'm doing the dance over here you can't see me but i'm dancing yay it was so nice to be here for inviting me thank you All see right. you later yeah Cheers. bye bye And there you have it, such a ball of energy and positivity. Wow. Thank you so much, Mrs. Nemesis, for coming on the show, for sharing your life's journey and your story with us with all its ups and its downs and all the fine prints and everything. I learned so much from the episode and I'm definitely going to be implementing all that I've learned from you know thinking about how i want people to remember me to taking up space to just paying it forward in all that i do uh, it was it was absolutely incredible 
right um thank you so much thank you guys for listening don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you enjoyed this episode and you want this podcast to keep on going on and on and on there's a link in my show notes um tip me tip me tip me the link is in my show notes talk to you soon bye